Welcome to the soon-to-be award-winning Companion Chapel Everyday Bible Study Podcast. My name is Mike, coming to you from the Great Lakes area of beautiful Ontario, Canada, on this gorgeous Monday, March 7th day, 2022. Coming right up, it's the book of Psalms, chapter 58 and 59. Don't you dare miss it. This is about attitudes of obscene entitlement over others, over others of our human family. This is about the sin of not doing anything at all in the face of injustice. In God's eyes, it is is the same as being a participant. It's the same as being a sinner. But first, please consider your part in the many-member body of Christ. This is your church. How glorify, magnify, and broadcast God's saving word. My part is creating this Bible teaching media. Your part consists of getting involved in the church administration with your time or money contributions, managing, marketing, advertising, helping with the website, Helping with this podcast, promote it, share it. Let's get it out there to the whole human family, whatever God-given talent you have. God expects you to use it in the many-member body of Christ. Companion Chapel is a registered nonprofit ministry. This Bible teaching podcast is only possible with your donations. Give it up for God and your whole human family at companionchapel.com. How are you blessing others? With the blessings God has given you, Visa, MasterCard, PayPal, or e-transfer to email address companionchapel at gmail.com. Companion Chapel is located at number 338, side road 28-29, Paisley, Ontario, Canada, N0G2N0. This podcast depends on God's provisions through you. Now please turn with me in your Bibles to Psalms chapter 58 and verse 1. Do you indeed speak righteousness, O congregation? Do you judge uprightly, you sons of men? What is being said here is, Are you indeed silent when you should speak righteousness? When you should judge with iniquity? When you should be fair, O you sons of men? Are you, are you just silent? The sin of not doing anything at all in the face of injustice is the same in God's eyes as being a participant. Verse 2, Yea, in heart you work wickedness. You weigh the violence of your hands in the earth. That's the question. Do you weigh the violence of your hands in the earth? This word wickedness means unjust, unfairness in dealings, deceit, dishonesty. What does this refer to? The violence of your hands in the earth. Let's talk about this for a second. here's, Here's a great example of David was a prophet, and God's telling us what's going to happen in these end times. Let's talk about hedge funds and mutual funds. Well over a trillion dollars kicking around. Over a trillion of dollars. One hundred trillion dollars. One percent of the population on this planet makes gain from this money. Only one percent. Let's look around here in this little area of Ontario, Canada. There's a company called Sun Life. Their assets, their liquid assets are $1.26 trillion. Is that money helping humanity with what they need? Or is it to satisfy certain people's greed? This 1% of the population on planet Earth that makes gains from this. It's made, the money is for those that love money. To satisfy attitudes of obscene entitlement. Let me tell you something. When you meet your maker, Jesus Christ won't give you one second to explain yourself because of all you will hear is, depart from me. You never took the time to get to know me. Like how can there possibly be major food security issues on planet Earth? 
Food and shelter, the basic necessities of life, basic human rights mean nothing to the 1% selfish occupants of planet Earth. People making financial gain at the expense of others, at the expense of other people's human rights, at the expense of Mother Nature's rights. Oh, you're just turning a blind eye to that as long as you get your money, right? Right, rich guy? I had some guy sitting here a week ago today at this very table, uninvited, by the way, claiming to be an elder from the church. Guy was a slouch. He's making gain at other people's expenses. God wants us to have nice things. No, God wants us to take care of each other. It's about love and compassion. Jesus Christ didn't go around collecting money and investing it. And now where's your investments now? Hedge funds, mutual funds. Well, it's in lithium mining, graphite mining, cadmium mining, for example. Corporations outright lie when they claim to be green. They mine this stuff for electric cars and electronics. They rape and pillage planet Earth for the resources. And then they stomp and pollute any civilization that gets in their way. People mean next to nothing. And that's passive aggressiveness on others. Out of sight, out of mind, as long as I get that money in my bank account. Well, that's on your account. And don't forget what Peter said. He said, what's on your account when you meet the Lord? And then he said in 1 Peter 4.18, he said, The righteous are scarcely saved in these end times. Implies difficulty. It takes much work. It takes sacrifice. Not greed and gluttony. Defeat attitudes of obscene entitlement. Feed into these corporations. It's pure evil. Satan is the treasure of the world. But people buy into it. And you're buying a one-way ticket to hell. Verse 3. The wicked are estranged from the womb. They go astray as soon as they be born speaking lies. It's this word wicked. The selfish traitor. Selfish traitor to the well-being of the whole human family and to God's planet Earth. Insolent impious children. How can you be like that right from the womb? God knew us from before. God says all the stars used to sing for joy for me, sing for joy to please me, to glorify me. All the stars used to sing for joy. Stars don't sing. That's Job chapter 38. That's us. All of us, the whole human family, used to be together singing for joy in front of Father in His place of peace beyond our present comprehension. And then the Bible goes on to say one-third of those stars followed Satan. One-third followed Satan. That's us. That's me. That's you. That's everybody that had to pass through the matrix once, born innocent of woman. For this vapor of a time, flesh age, and God has us reduced and restricted to just an animal. We're just at the top of the food chain. But he had to do that. He repented that he had to do it. That just means he sighed with disappointment. But it's the only way that we have a chance to come to terms with what's inside of us that is not conducive with a place of peace beyond our present comprehension. You can't bring evil. You can't bring your evil attitudes into heaven or it would be nothing more than a new hell. It's your choice in the here and now. Where do you want to go in the next vapor of time that you're going to die? Which is only, you know, what do you got? A couple hundreds, a couple thousand days left as far as infinity back and infinity forward. Think about that. We are the one-third that fell. It is us. The other two-thirds are watching everything that we do. Just watching us. 
subservient us. They want us all back. That's why the Bible says even all the angels rejoice when one comes to repentance because we're all part of the human family. We want to all of us be back together singing for joy with Father again. They want to get on with the eternity too. And when you humble yourself and realize, hey, I'm being selfish, I'm being insolent, I'm a traitor to the human race just so I can get gain, what are you going to say to Jesus Christ when you die? Which will be just at the most inconvenient time. Fate won't negotiate no matter how big of a star you think you are. You're going to die at the most inconvenient time. You've been chasing money the whole time at someone else's expense. Mutual funds, hedge funds, that's just one example of what people do. They go astray as soon as they be born because God knows what's inside of us. And we have to come to terms with that. Remember, God loved Jacob and hated Esau because he knew what was inside of Esau. Esau turned into Rush, the Rush nations, and the posterity thereof. God loves his children, but he hates systems of tyrancy, autocracy, communism, socialism. He hates it. And that's what he knew would be in there. Little tyrant who's now uh, Vladimir Putin. But don't forget, tyrants that get provoked by infringing on their borders. Don't forget that little, little side comment here because the war in Ukraine is on. People are all upset at, at Vladimir Putin. Who put his back against the wall? There's no excuse for war. But who's the passive aggressive here? Putin dumped the Warsaw Pact years ago. But did the United States dump the NATO pack? They said they would. They said they would not come up on any more countries in NATO. But then they did. This has been brewing for 30 years. United States being passive-aggressive, creeping up on Russians' borders. Of course they have to defend themselves. And it's unfortunate. It's horrifically, heart-wrenchingly unfortunate. The United States can just sit there and pretend, oh, we're so innocent. Look at all these people dying. You instigated it, United States, through the United Nations. It was written in written. George Bush Sr. We will not expand NATO. Along comes Clinton. Expands NATO. Did the, any of the other presidents back off from that? No. Expanded NATO closer and closer to the Russian borders. And, of course, Russia. Hey, we dumped the Warsaw Pact. It is heathen people, man. Heathen people. You know, it's all about greed because it's a geopolitical a climate, a geopolitical, economical world we live in. It's all got to do with money and power. They don't care about common citizens. They don't care about the human family. Insolent, impious children. Who fuels? Who gives the money to this war machine? What do you think? You do. When you buy into hedge funds, mutual funds, it goes to military equipment all over the world. Don't kid yourself. Speaking lies. Don't speak lies to yourself. When you get out of the womb, you have to understand you're going to grow up and mature as a Christian. Don't go astray as soon as they be born speaking lies. Who's the father of lies himself? Satan. Right off the hop in the book of Genesis, starts twisting scripture to suit his agenda. And that's a very common trait of Christians today. They'll twist scripture to suit their agenda. Like the elder that came by here one week ago. How upsetting. Tried to twist scripture to suit his agenda. He wants to stuff his face with pork. He wants to celebrate Jesus Christ's birthday, his Savior. Doesn't he know when his birthday is? Come on, dude. Dude, seriously. 
You want to celebrate Easter? God thinks Easter is just an absolute abomination. The goddess is stare, the fertility goddess, the grove worshiper, and all through the Bible. The word grove is Ashroth when you translate it, not grove. But it's what they did in the tree groves at Easter time, the high day of Christianity, Passover. What they did, the fertility symbols, the fertility eggs, the bunny rabbits are symbols of fertility. You know, buy five or six from your local market and put them in a big cage and see how many you got in, in like, like 90 days. Fertility symbol, putting bonnets on for these lewd sexual orgies that they used to practice. The 666, what is that? It's when something superimposes onto your, onto your being. Easter superimposed itself right over Passover, the high day of Christianity. Our Lord Jesus Christ's birthday, September 29th. He's six months old or younger than John the Baptist. And John the Baptist's birthday is listed in Luke chapter 1. This old man, Zachariah, was going out for the course of Abiah. The course of Abiah, when he finished his ministration, was the first couple weeks of June. And it would take an old man a couple of days to walk home from where he was, Jerusalem, to where he went. Hooked up with his wifey there, Elizabeth. That's why John the Baptist was born in March. Our Lord Jesus Christ, six months later, born September 29th. I try and say this to these people. Oh, they're just so full of themselves. Just insolent, impious children. Remember what's going to happen when Jesus Christ comes back. Every knee shall bow. In the book of Thessalonians, another thing this guy argued with me about, is he had a... a he didn't have an esoteric philosophy. We didn't have an esoteric philosophical debate. We had an exoteric. Like this guy wasn't even remotely biblically literate. And I pray for him. I pray for him all week long. I pray for that little church. But what we were talking I forget what we were talking about. Anyway, I got to move on here. The poison, their poison is like the poison of a serpent. They are like the deaf adder that stoppeth his ear. It's just a deaf snake, which will not hearken to the voice of the charmers. Charming never so wisely. Who is the charmer? Who is the subtle charmer? Satan himself. The beast hates the whore and self-destructs. Revelation chapter 17. The beast hates the whore. It self-destructs. Evil destroys itself from within. But here's God, because God orchestrates this, because it's the only way to get rid of evil out of his children. You guys go play it out. If you want to feed into it, it could end up, you could end up losing your eternal soul. And to get to that point of great white throne judgment, it's going to be sheer, utter failure after failure, disappointment after disappointment, anguish, mortification of the soul, bitter disillusionment. But if you want to turn back to a place of peace beyond your present comprehension, where we get to explore the infinite intricities of God's creations and have a busy active part in the kingdom of heaven look up into the sky infinity God's dwelling in the zodiac right now as it's written in Psalms chapter 19 God's dwelling up there signs things to come seasons appointed times Genesis chapter 1 verse 14 to 16 he's going to wrap up his circuit as it's written in Psalms chapter 19 and we have to be ready for it we want to get on with the eternity. But God will break their teeth. Yeah, left hook, God, bring it. And God in, and 
Break their teeth, O God, in their mouth. Break out their teeth of the young lions, O Lord. Young lions are just the powerful mouthpieces. People that just run their mouths and do all the damage. A lion rips and tears, and lions use this as an analogy right from Psalms 22 in Jesus Christ. That the lions are around me, just running their mouths. Just, just running their mouths and sheer hypocrisy, and sheer hatred, and sheer passive aggressiveness. Trying to look like, oh, we're not doing anything wrong. Let them melt away as waters which run continually. Yeah, that, that adds up to nothing. When he bends his bow to shoot his arrows, let them be cut to pieces. This means it's just going to fall apart like a cheap old bow and arrow set that you would buy from Walmart. Okay, it's good for one day. Bow is always uh, symbolic of strength. Remember Revelation chapter 6, it's about strength. As a snail which melteth, let every one of them pass away. What's a snail do? He leaves this gross little trail and then it just goes away. It leads up to nothing. What's the trail of the Lord Jesus Christ? He only walked around for three years. His street ministry was three years. He never accumulated a dime. He, ne he never walked more than 50 miles. He never went to a seminar. He walked into these giant churches, which are today the Roman churches, the Roman Catholic Church. But back then it was just called the... You know, it was just the, the church there, the big fancy church where Jesus Christ said to John the Baptist, what do you think you would find John the Baptist in, a, in women's clothing, effeminate clothing, standing behind the pulpit, just running their mouths? No, he was down by the, he was down by the river there baptizing people. He was the greatest prophet, Jesus Christ said. And so when, it, when it's talking about this trail, like this snail trail, Look at the trail Jesus Christ left. He only walked three years, and he walked around handing out fish sandwiches. He walked into the church flipping tables. Now, he wasn't standing there trying to pick up the money off the ground. It means less than nothing to him. It is the root of all evil. Yeah, it's the love of money. The love of money. You love it more. You love exploiting other people more. That's where your heart is. Than the Lord Jesus Christ and his eternal life that he's offering you. Because the money's only going only to end up buying you a nice coffin. Then, what, then what's after that? What's the trail of our Lord Jesus Christ? The trail leads right to the doors of the ministry of salvation. Right to our Savior, our Redeemer, our Deliverer, our Kinsman Redeemer, our Comforter. He is the truth. He is the light. He is the great separating force between right and wrong, good and evil, and heaven and hell. That's the trail Jesus Christ leads leads us to. This snail trail leads you right to the highway of hell, like the untimely, untimely birth of a woman that may not see the sun. Hey, you're dead right off the hop. Go back to verse 3. The wicked are, are estranged from the womb. You have to be born again. That means born from above. You have to get rid of that old character that you were born with. It was in you right off the hop. You ever notice how some children from the same families are just completely opposite? Because Jesus Christ says, I knew you from before. God said that to Jeremiah. I knew you from before. God said that to uh, Esau and, and Jacob. I hate Jake. I hate Esau because of who he is from before. But he has to work that out of him. And his posterity went on to make all the tyrants and the communist nations, the Rush nations, the red nations. He hated them. Right from before birth. Says to Jeremiah, I knew you from before. And he's telling us that here. The wicked are estranged from the womb. They go astray as soon as they are be born. Speaking lies. As soon as they can open their mouths. 
That's why it says, warn to those who build house on the house. You have to teach these kids the Bible. You have to teach them the truth. Not greed. Not superficialness, material things. Progress, profit, consumerism, materialism. We have to have money. We have to vote for the political party. That's global growth. Global investment. Global spending. Yeah, just... Just, um, it's all about consumption of resources. And for consumption of resources, it's only for like 1% of the population. Everyone else just gets stomped down and buried by the global media. Global media barely reports on anything like that. It's out there. The truth is out there. You can find it. But most people are just willingly ignorant of the truth. God's going to break their teeth. He's going to shut them up. You know when that's going to happen? Every knee shall bow. The great hush when the Lord Jesus Christ comes in that trump, as it's written in Thessalonians. The great hush. Who's that? Hush up, you insolent and pious children. All of us. On your knee. That'll be the greatest time. People will just be petrified when that goes down. And we wait patiently. Verse 9, before your pots can feel the thorns, he shall take them away as with the whirlwind, both living and in his wrath. It's going to happen. You'll be standing there. It's going to happen. Like as far as the affairs of time are concerned, this is a great analogy. Before the thorns, uh, before the pot can feel the thorns. It's a great analogy. What that means is like, you remember they used to have those tripods and everyone used to have to cook with an open fire. They go, they go collect thorns because those thorn bushes, like no one's rocking a giant steel chainsaw back then, number one. And if you want to get a fire going for a coffee in the morning, go collect some bushes, go collect some thorn bushes, burn fast and hot. They don't burn long. They're not good for fuel, but they'll get you a coffee in the morning. And before you can even get that happening, that's what God's saying. It's going to take you away as a whirlwind. As far as the affairs of time are concerned, infinity back, infinity forward, this little vapor of a time. For example, if you took a sheet of paper and drew a line right across it from one side to the other, put a little arrowhead on each side, then infinity back, and then on the other side, infinity forward. Okay, infinity. Can't even comprehend that. We can't even comprehend that in these flesh bodies. But... Put a little mark where your life would be. How insignificant that is, but how important it is. As far as God's concerned, where you go, you write your own sentence. That's a great analogy. Before your paws can feel the thorns, as far as the affairs of time are concerned, it's happening, like now. That's why it says in the book of Revelation, these things will soon come to pass. People go to me all the time. Well, that was a long time ago, Michael. What's going on? Well, one day with the Lord... It's like a thousand years to us. That's the time frame template you have to apply when it comes down to God's dealings with us. So if somebody died, like our Lord Jesus Christ, on the cross, when he laid down his life at the appointed time, dude, that's only like two days ago. Somebody died like uh, Moses, when was that, like say 4,000 years ago? It's only like four days ago. Like it's nothing. But there's so much hinging on this. Now shall both the living take away the whirlwind, both living and with his wrath. Why does it say both living? Because you don't die. God is the God of the living. Both the spiritually dead and the spiritually alive will be gathered together. And it's going to tell us where here. The righteous shall rejoice when he seeth the vengeance. He shall wash his feet in the blood of the wicked. Earth is God's footstool. 
so that a man shall say, everybody's going to say this, truly, there is a reward for the righteous. Verily, he is a God that judgeth in the earth. As many, many will be sent up the valley of Himnon. And that's, that brings nobody any pleasure to see people going up the valley of Himnon. We get gathered together at the valley of Jehoshaphat. That means the valley of judgment. And it's being a cloud of people, just billions, billions of these little life forces in our spiritual bodies. And some people will be shaken in their little spiritual boots. Some people go up the valley of Himnon. That's the hell. Watching the overcomers. That's how they know. Verily, there is a reward for the righteous because they're going down to the hell side. Will the overcomers go up to the, up the valley of Kidron to the Millennium Temple of Christ? Well, we'll be praying for those people. Let go of those absurd, insolent, impious attitudes so we can get on with the eternity together. You're our brothers and sisters in Christ. The greed, the gluttony. Where's it going to get you when you're taking a swan dive into your coffin? Where's it going to get you? The money that you stole from others through stealing their human rights and dignities. Unjust, unfair, unfair in dealings, deceit, dishonesty. These hedge funds people and these mutual fund people, over $100 trillion in liquid assets. Why is there human hunger? Why is there human hunger on planet Earth? And people have just nowhere to live. Or they're struggling for places to live. Or they're living under a piece of corrugated steel. Hundred trillion dollars. Who feeds into that? Whose money's there? Well, I hope it's not yours. I want to thank you very much for listening. If you have money in one of these things, cash it out, man, and support God's God support God's living word. You've been called. Your call to action is to help glorify, magnify, and broadcast God's saving word. Someone gives me a hundred trillion dollars, I'm just gonna give it back. It's gonna be all about teaching the Bible to the whole human family. There isn't nothing I want. I'm devoid of want. It's the greatest feeling. I sleep 10 hours a night. When I was in the world of business, I was lucky to get four hours sleep. There's no inner peace there. You can't put a price on inner peace, and you can't put a price on God's children because He's watching you, and there's consequences to that. It's all about the whole human family and loving each other. I want to thank you very much for listening, help promote this podcast, share this podcast. This is a Companion Chapel, companionchapel.com. Get hold of me at companionchapel at gmail.com. And I want to thank you very much for listening. Have yourself a great day. Bye for now.